This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County, and uh, hey, Janie. Hey. You you remember yesterday when your mom and dad were on, and we had all of those people that were listening to the show from all over the world. Yes. I've never seen anything like it. I wonder I, how many we'll get this morning. Well, I was just wondering. We don't have anybody <laughs> listening to the show from. <laughs> what is it? It's probably it's your Ronnie guess. Martin. Yeah, it's <laughs> Ronnie Martin. Yeah, it's true. Bless your heart. That's that's true. I need blessing. That's a good thing. Do people, when they uh, talk to you, do they talk more about Pinnacle Bank or do they talk more about the city of Murfreesboro? Because once you run for office and you win and you become very popular, people will migrate over to you because of being an elected official. Have you seen that? Well, uh, popular is relative, as you well know. Oh, yes. Um, I do think one of the things that has taken some adjustment for me is to realize that your identity starts to shift a little bit away from what you do professionally to this other personality or this other um, role that you're in as an elected official. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, from a pure enjoyment standpoint, I probably enjoy being Ronnie Martin, the banker, uh, more than I enjoy being Ronnie Martin, the city councilman, just to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but because um, a lot of people that call me, you know, prior to becoming uh, a council member, when I got a call, most of the time it was banking related. That was why people called me. Yeah. And there are some people, believe it or not, that do not know that, um, you know, in Murfreesboro, an, an elected official, certainly a, a council member, is not a full-time job, it's a part-time thing. So I had some people that thought I left banking. I had yeah. some people that didn't understand how those two are compatible and work together. So to answer your question, um, there are um, probably what I enjoy most is professionally what Jan and I do day in and day out. Um, I have, we have had uh, lots of success doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels really good to serve others and to see others have success financially and, yeah. and enjoy that. And, you know, the city council, while it is certainly a, an act of service sort of thing, I mean, to a certain extent, it's sort of like being in a boxing ring, you know, 24 yeah. hours a day. It's, yeah. it's tough on you. And oh, so... Um, you know, but I, I do get a lot of people that reach out to me and know me as a council member today and really don't even know what I do professionally. So, um, you know, it's a growth opportunity for me and it's an opportunity to talk about what I do professionally, which I enjoy. And 
as you know, I try to work very hard to be competent to answer questions and understand yeah. um, what we're dealing with and try to be able to articulate to people that don't understand. And uh, I do enjoy that part of, the, uh, of being a council member, the problem solving, you know, digging into some of the issues we're dealing with, trying to understand um, those things. I, I have enjoyed that during my time. You have to feel taxed a lot of times because the responsibility on both of those ends, um, one alone will, will, will keep your mind busy and worried about the people that uh, you, you're a lot, I, when I look in the mirror, you're a lot like me because I wanted to make sure that the people that I work for, and, and of course that's the people that elect you, right. that uh, I was um, looking at, out after them and making sure that uh, I had the best people in this community around me and, and supporting me. And uh, I was blessed with all those uh, great people at the Sheriff's Department, especially the ladies who worked inside that mm -hmm. took care of, uh, of all the things that, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't have time for, but they were also smarter than me. Look at Janie over here. Mm -hmm. Janie takes, hey, look at me. Did you see that face, Janie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw uh, a very aggressive eye roll, too. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> oh, yes, it, yes, it <laughs> was. But, but bless her heart, you can't do your job at the highest level of performance without them. You really can. And uh, the ladies... Uh, whether they're, uh, it, it's your wife supporting you mm -hmm. or the ladies that are supporting you in the office, you can't do without them. You really can't. I totally agree. And, you know, I, I don't know if Jan feels this way, but I'd be interested to see if she feels the same way I do. But throughout the day, there are so many things that we are working parallel on. Yeah. And she's working on a specific piece of something, and I'm working on a specific, a specific piece of something. Mm -hmm. But they're connected. And so we're moving down this path together and having conversations, if you will, as we're moving down this path via email or you know, a quick conversation. But if, if I didn't have, if we didn't have each other doing that, there'd have to be someone else to do that yeah. or the path is twice as long. And so... Uh, you're exactly right. There are a lot of things that Jan does that I absolutely don't know how to do. Um, I, I could learn to do them. He doesn't there, want to do that. I don't want to do them. Um, there are plenty of things that I do that Jan could do, and mm -hmm. she doesn't want to know how to do those things. And nope. so it makes us very compatible from the standpoint of how we work together. Um, I think we enjoy, at least she doesn't want to admit it, but I know she really enjoys working with me. That's probably the best part of her day, I'm sure. Not really. Well, she misses you when you're gone because I know. Uh, she, does. she should last, tell me more. Last <laughs> last week, yeah, you were in uh, North Carolina. I was, and you were uh, hiking all over the mountains and everywhere, spending yes, the night outside. And yep. Yep. Uh, what what made you want to do that? Because. Um, I, is it just getting away from Let's all the responsibility? Let's just go back to that for just a second. I don't think I said I miss him. I think I said those were the two best days of my week. Oh. No, what you said was, if I can remember exactly, 
I can't believe that he takes off and leaves me with all those responsibilities, <laughs> and I'm, hav and I'm having to take care of all of his work. I believe that's uh, what it was. That's a very cleaned up version of yeah. what yeah. I said, yeah. probably. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cleaned up the language. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, we started, I started with a group of guys about seven or eight years ago, mm -hmm. and I had never really been backpacking. So, you know, hiking is going out for the day, backpacking yeah. is staying for the night. Yeah. Um, had never really done anything like that, but had always been very active when I was younger, a lot in sports, and, you know, we exercise in the mornings, yeah. and so I enjoy the physical challenge of things. Uh, I am one that believes that there has to be uh, for everybody, and I don't think everyone gives this to themselves. But I think you need a certain amount of physical challenge and a certain amount of mental challenge to be well balanced. Yeah. Um, folks that only get the physical or only get the mental, uh, I just don't think you feel as good. I don't think you're as well balanced as you can be. So anyway, as you get older, um, I can't physically do some of the things I could do when I was younger. Um, but Ooh, I hate to look forward to that. I know you're you're well ahead of the curve on yeah. that. So it, it's it's affected you less than it's affected some of the rest of us. But um, <clears throat> I I became aware of this uh, ability to go out and hike for long durations. In how far were you hiking a day? Um, so it's, it depends on the day, right? It depends on the terrain. Um, the more aggressive the elevation and the more difficult the hike, mm -hmm. generally speaking, the less miles you can travel. We did six miles in uh, with about 6,000 feet elevation change. Mm -hmm. And then the next day we did, uh, it was about 12 to 13 miles uh, with similar elevation change, maybe a little less. And then the last day out, uh, it was about six miles. So total of about 22, um, total elevation change, 11,000 feet or so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for, for the person that can't imagine what that means, you know, over the radio to mm -hmm. visualize it, um, it's a little bit like uh, going, to, um, going on a walk where you're walking uphill and you just constantly either walk uphill or downhill and because there's no there's no flat areas and so if is you it, it's harder to go downhill isn't it it is for me because yeah, it is. I, me too. I have knee challenges yeah and i don't have great range of motion in my knees like i used to mm -hmm. and so when i have to bend and and hold that weight on my knees it puts a lot of pressure on my knees and it's hard conversely when i'm going up I don't have that much difficulty going up because I feel like I'm using more muscles yeah. to do that yeah. to whereas I'm using joints to come down. So it is harder. But, it, you know, it's, um, it's extremely physically challenging. Um, amazing how it gets harder the older I get, but it does get harder. Mm -hmm. um, I, I took Monday off uh, and I, I laughed with uh, Jan and our team. Uh, I've gotten to where I don't really want to come in and for people to see me limp around <laughs> the day I get back. So I take a day to recover, but it also takes time to clean up your gear because, you know, we pack in about 30 pounds, roughly. Uh, pretty good. Tent and, you know, things you need to survive. What do you mean tent? Well, I, you know, I don't know that I'm brave enough to sleep outside on the ground. I'm, I'm probably too much of a chicken <laughs> to do that. I can't believe it. As young as you are. Yeah, well, I, it's true. <laughs> I'm a chicken. <laughs> Well, you're already making Jan tired. She's over here yawning. Uh, did you not get any sleep last night, mm -hmm. honey? I didn't. Not much. That, that's I'm busy, terrible. Truman. I'm busy. I know. You've had a lot on you, especially <laughs> the last couple of weeks. And I know. I, 
And uh, I she really didn't know how to say no. Just can't get we a were day saying off. that. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So, should we talk about uh, what Mr. Johnson said? <laughs> you can. Yeah. So we've got a good friend. I don't know if he'd appreciate me saying his name on the radio. But I'm go gonna, ahead. I'm Kelly going to. Johnson. Yeah, there you go. So Jan did it. I didn't say it. Yeah. But uh, Kelly, he's a small business owner in town, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're friends and uh, talk pretty regularly. Hooper uh, Fence. Yeah, Hooper Fence. Shout out to Hooper Fence. That's right. Shout out to Hooper Fence. Anyway, so uh, Kelly talks to Jan a lot mm-hmm. uh, for different things we do. And, uh, you know, Jan is very vocal about her time away from the bank. And, and she's very honest with her, 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 her uh, how she explains things. Oh, yeah. She's, she's one of the more, more honest people that I've ever known in my it's life. One of the reasons we get along so well. She'll, yeah. she'll hit me like a blunt force instrument with whatever she wants to say. And oh, I, yeah. I appreciate that. It's yeah. gotten to the point where I can just look at him. Yeah. And he knows. Yeah. But, but he, uh, he affectionately accused her of having 52 weeks of vacation because every time she's not, every time he talks to her, she's not at work. But I will say in her defense, um, Jan has been amazing to work with from the sense that even if she's not at work, if I need something or I have a question, she's available. And I really appreciate that attitude, just kind mm-hmm. of the, the partnership and sense that she knows, you know, I how I work and how things are and when I'm trying to figure something mm-hmm. out I need her for those things and she doesn't have to do that a lot of people could say hey, I'm off so don't call me and yeah. I certainly understand and, and respect that but I'm very thankful that I know that no matter where Jan is if I need her I can get her you always have if, if you want people to respect you you have to be yourself don't you oh yeah be open and, and, and don't be tight about what you say to other people just yeah. Just enjoy being with them. Yeah. Well, she's very authentic, and that aligns very much with me because I try to be very authentic. I don't. You it's do. too. It's too much work to pretend to be something that you're not. And I would much rather if if two or three people like me for who I am rather than two hundred like me for what I'm pretending to be. Just give me those two or three, and I'm good. You'd be surprised how many people ask me some this morning. Uh, are you going to continue? To stay in office or run for other particular offices. See Jan shaking. Uh, because you've done such a great job in, in the time that you've been on the city council, and I think a lot of people want you to either stay or maybe go into another position. And uh, I've, I'm one of these people. I'd love for you to st- stay. Um, representing us in in both of those situations yeah. i'll take point on this okay no. there you go <laughs> I, I, no. it, it but janny our term is done as, as responsible as he is does it really take him that way away from work uh and we're talking about pinnacle bank as much as it would other people because i know he spends a lot of time doing his uh, uh, research on all of the things that come. That is a rare thing. If you're a county commissioner or a city councilman or whatever, if you do the research on every uh, situation that crosses in front of you, you're working pretty hard. And he does work hard, and I respect him for that, and he does a great job. I feel like most of his research and work is done at night which takes him away from his wife and his wife is beautiful and I hate that for her 
I enjoy my time away from Ronnie Martin. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? I, Shocker. It, I, I would completely support him in whatever he decides to do, but he's not going to run for anything. <laughs> well, now, your mom and daddy say you spend a lot of time messing with them, interfering with their lives. And you completely <laughs> understand why I have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just, it's another full-time job. Yeah. Now you, they're, they're you're lucky got, to have her. Yes, they are. Yeah. Now, uh, you have a birthday coming up with Bobby. Yes. And uh, that's going to be just around the corner, I a think. A week from Sunday, we're going to get together, and a week from Monday is her 80th birthday. Wow. And, sh and she's going to have a special day. It it's going to be in Milton community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not a surprise, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking, okay. No. Yeah. Right. Had to tell her because you know she wants to buy a new outfit. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So we, t we went shopping last Thursday, and we got to see Truman. He was shopping also. For dresses? Yeah. I was not shopping. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the last thing. I'd just soon, I'd just soon be uh, uh, around a bunch of lions and tigers trying see to fight See what I did there? The I knew that would get him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jackie. She used to take me uh, shopping with her. And I'd always find me a place to sit with a bunch of other guys that were sitting there being tortured. <laughs> and I'll guarantee you, I bet you they uh, those seats swapped 20 times before Jackie came out. Hey, I don't understand why retailers have not figured out that if you could provide a a 15 by 15 area with yeah. comfortable seats, coffee and, and maybe a TV, some magazines, something yeah. men would go and have no issue as long as they were allowed to sit and have something to do. Yeah. I mean, because when I go the places I prefer to go are where there are seats. And so if Cynthia wants to go to like Kirkland's or Michael's or someplace like that where they sell furniture, well, yeah, we walk in. I take about 20 steps to the closest chair there is. I sit down, get on my phone, sit there. Sometimes I take a nap. I just sit and wait on her. I always wondered, did we do something wrong? And that's why we're being tortured to sit there for three or four hours. It, it, it never has really. Uh, I never was able to grasp it. Did Did Jackie want you to approve or look at the things she was shopping for? Or did she just get them? No, she knew better than ask okay. me. Yeah, no, yeah, she she would. Sometimes it was almost it, it, if she was in some kind of daze when she was looking because <laughs> she could stand in one aisle for a, for an hour just looking. I, I will say, and, and you may uh, throw something at me from the other side of the table, um, Cynthia and I have very similar tastes in most things. Bless her heart. I know, it's really bad. Yeah. Or good for me for having good taste. <laughs> um, but she very much wants me to be a part of that process. And so when she goes and looks at something, she'll want my opinion on it and I can do that and I actually enjoy doing that but in very small windows um, she could do that for like eight hours and I, I would have a migraine headache and not be able to function so I can do it for about 30 minutes or an hour and so she's learned um, don't don't give me a hundred options give me three mm -hmm. and I'm happy to participate in a conversation about two or three options but if I'm looking at 500 rugs on a wall, and to me they all look the same, and I'm indifferent to all of them and could care less what we get, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to do that. It's, it, you wonder how we all get along. Yeah. <laughs> but just absolutely, uh, I wouldn't have had another woman. I just absolutely loved her to death. Yeah. But uh, 
there, there were a few occasions that I would not be happy, and that is probably the worst of all of them, is being in a store. I just, I can't, I, I don't even shop for myself now, except I'll go to the grocery store okay. and buy apples or something like that. But I'm, t I'm totally, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not with it at all. Hmm. I guess if I didn't comment when she bought something occasionally and said, why'd you get that? I don't particularly like that. I could save myself a lot of heartache if I just would I would go with so. it. Yeah. But, Did you really answer the question that I asked you about uh, uh, the political I will. and the back. business part? Jan hijacked the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> on purpose, yeah. I, I think. You know, I, here's what I would tell you. I think, um, you know, I, I was talking to Andy Walmack um, about this probably a week ago because he was asking me the same question. And, you know, I told him, and, and I think you've heard me say this several times, um, you know, I, I like the people I serve with, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for do. the people that uh, are on the council. Uh, however, we have pretty contrasting views on certain things. Which is obvious. A lot of times you were the only one voting for or against them. Yep. And, and as you, I think, and this is my well, and But you did your research on that. Well, I tried to, yep. right? Yep. Um, but I think as you, in anything, as you mature and you gain more experience in those things, you know, I have certain takeaways from my experience as a city council member, mm -hmm. um, the, the things I do well and the things that I have not done as well. And so uh, to answer your question about serving longer, one of the things that has been very challenging to me, very difficult to me, is um, this idea of being able to build a consensus uh, mm -hmm. on something. You know, that's very important. Andy and I talked about that. And because I have contrasting views with a lot of folks on the council, mm -hmm. it's very hard for me to build a consensus. The thing that makes that even more difficult is if, if you play the game the way the game's supposed to be played, and I, when I say that, what I mean is, you know, there are sunshine laws that we have that prevent me calling a council member directly and trying to influence that person and say, this is what I think, and, and convince them of that. And, and you can tiptoe around that a little bit. You can have conversations without... Uh, discussing um, voting, how we're going to vote on something, and you can talk about some deliberating things, but it's a really gray area. I'm not sure that's a good good law, that sunshine law. It, it makes because it hard. It interferes with a lot of things. And and I think the spirit of what was behind that was, you know, if Ronnie and Truman are city council members, they can't hide from the public what they think. You know, they're supposed to do. They're supposed to deliberate in public. Yeah. And I think the spirit of that is really good. The challenge becomes, um, if if you're trying to do it the right way and you're trying to res be respectful of the law, so to speak, mm -hmm. and to avoid even the appearance of impropriety when you do that. I'm not supposed to call you and talk about that. Yeah. Our conversation is supposed to be in city council. Well, um, w without being critical of anyone else or saying things that I don't know to be true, what you can see is if you pay attention to the city council meetings, there's not a whole lot of that deliberation that goes on. Mm -hmm. There is some, but, um, you know, for the most part, it would lead you to believe that there is a consensus before we get into those meetings. Mm -hmm. And um, that is not me being critical of any one particular person. Uh, it's more of the process of some of the habits that I think we've gotten into um, as a city 
uh, or you know, as a as a community, in that, hey, you know what? We don't want to hash out these things brutally in the middle of the public, and people get hard feelings and those sorts of things. So, you know, there are ways staff gets involved uh, to circulate information. They they you know call council members and try to get certain council members supportive of certain issues. Um, to go back to the question you asked, I have not been overly, I've not been hugely successful in being able to build rapport with a lot of the city staff members. And shocker, when you don't agree with them about certain things, it's hard to build rapport sometimes. Yeah. Now, you know, I would say it shouldn't be that way. You and I don't agree on everything, but I think we have good rapport and we can talk about all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but I think my experience has told me in, in government, the minute decision makers, um, the minute people trying to influence decision makers realize that you may not agree with where they want you to go, where they want to lead you, so to speak, yeah. well, they do as much as they can to avoid any conversation because they don't want you to circumvent what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. So we're trying to get to that goal. If Ronnie doesn't agree with us, well, we're going to take a wide berth from Ronnie. And so um, there's, the, there's a little bit of a swamp here Well, in almost any small yeah, political groups. And, and Truman, and I, I, I bear that responsibility first and foremost because, you know, I'm sure there are things I could do differently to develop a better relationship with the staff. Um, but, but, what, but does the relationship actually work? In, in, in those types of scenarios. It's hard. And, yeah. and I would tell you, for as hard as I've worked and for um, the job that I have tried to do and being available and doing the homework and, and being present, um, that has been a real struggle for me because, you know, <clears throat> the, the relationships that I have, especially the relationships that I closely value, mm -hmm. um, we can sit and enjoy each other and disagree, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, in our country, that's becoming harder and harder. Um, oh, yeah. You know, those things are harder for us to do. I think that may have some influence locally as well. Um, but but there are some things that are involved in national politics that are not involved in local. And one of them is that you can um, make yourself stronger mm -hmm. and you can make yourself, I hate to even say the word, but richer yeah. in, in national politics. Sure. The longer you stay, the more power you have. Sure. And uh, you are no longer representing yeah. the, the people that put you in office. Right. You're representing yourself and the powers that be, whether it be huge companies or, or whatever. You go from being a representative of the people and yeah. then you start representing the major companies and the ones that can financially make you um, an extremely rich man. I, I think that gets really tough. Yeah. And so you look at, you know, our, our mayor, Shane McFarland, he's been mayor, he's been on the council for two terms, eight years, mm -hmm. been the mayor for two terms. So he's been involved 16, 16 years total or when his term is up, he'll involve, been involved 16 years total. Um, Shane's done great work. He's been a great asset to the city. Um, but I think at some point, um, people that have served in an elected official capacity long enough, mm -hmm. they're aware of how it changes them. And I, I don't say that to say that specifically towards Shane. 
what I, what I do say is he's the longest serving person we have, so he's the easiest person to have that comparison, to draw that comparison to. And so <clears throat> what I do know is, um, you know, you get pressure from every angle, from everybody, from every area, and it wears on you. And I think there is a tremendous value to the community to have uh, new people in those roles mm -hmm. uh, who have not had to bear the burden of that pressure for extended periods of time. Periods of time. Yeah. It gives them very fresh perspective on things. Uh, it also keeps them somewhat unencumbered by the people around them, whether that be in, in the city council's case, staff or you know relationships with other council members. Um, I, I just think there's a lot of good that comes from having fresh blood in those roles uh, and that's based on my personal experience and what I've seen. Now, you know, the other side of that coin is, um, you know, there's institutional knowledge and benefit for longstanding people in service mm -hmm. that know the history of things and have background. And I've also seen that firsthand. Again, to use Shane as a comparison, uh, our mayor has seen much of what has gone on in the city for the last 15 years and been mm -hmm. a, a big part of it. And so is it helpful to have that knowledge there? Absolutely, it's helpful to have that knowledge. It, it just happens to be my opinion, and this is where we have some differences uh, amongst, um, I, I think, the body of the council. Um, you know, I think there should be term limits on uh, council members and mayors. Uh, I think the more people that are involved, the better we are served. Because in truth, and, and this is gonna sound kind of like a cynical comment and I don't I don't mean for it to sound that way I just think it's the practical um, I think this is the practical truth probably 10% of the people in Murfreesboro 15,000 people have some clue about what's going on on a day in and day up uh, basis in the city government that's a pretty high percentage right there or, or care yeah you know because yeah. most of us you know, our routine is about paying our light bill or getting our kids to school or do we have masks when we go to work or where we're going to eat for lunch. Yeah, what? Yeah, your favorite things. Are we going to get vaccinated? I mean, that's, that's where we spend our time. And as long as, you know, my road out of my subdivision is free and clear for me to get to where I'm going to do what I want to do and the grocery store is not closed and the bank's open, I just think most people aren't as caught up in it as, as you get when you actually become involved and you know and I'm trying to be gracious with that 10% number you get folks that are diehard passionate about uh, partisan politics diehard uh, passionate about Murfreesboro politics and so they're involved but by and large I think most people are very happy in Murfreesboro um, I, I think they see the value in our community and to be fair you got to give your elected officials uh, some credit for that because they're part of what are leading the way to do that, even though in the city's case, you know, we've got staff that manage the day-to-day -day operations. So. But if it doesn't affect them directly... Most people don't care. They don't care. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, I, I, it, that used to aggravate me, but, yeah. but now I... I, I You've accepted I, 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 it? Kind of, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Ronnie Martin and Janie Stewart. I'm Carly Henry and I love Adam's Place. The food is very good and we're playing our card games and then we're looking and thinking it's about supper time and all we have to do is go down and take our seats and wait to be waited on. 
And that's a far cry from what all of us have done when we had to go home from work and cook dinner for a family. I would encourage my friends to come to Adams Place because it's a good choice. County Property Auction, Wednesday, September 29th at 1 p.m. in the second floor courtroom of the county courthouse. Four properties will sell, just over a half acre where the former jail at 400 West Main was located, four acres on East Trimble Road, 0.23 acres on Midland Fosterville Road, and over three acres on Stewart's Creek Road. Property Auction at the county courthouse, September 29th at 1 p.m. Find out more at rutherfordcountytn.gov auction or call the county mayor's office at 615-898-7745. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Catch the Del Wamsley Radio Show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, here on News Radio WGNS. Hey fellas, it's Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They're one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have a lack of motivation and drive, or have noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Earlier this year, the Rutherford County Commission voted to move forward with intentions of buying the State Farm Building at the intersection of Memorial Boulevard and DeJarnett Lane in Murfreesboro. County Mayor Bill Ketron helped to orchestrate an intent-to-purchase letter to the organization that owns the building and 60-plus acres of land. Ketron says the county needs a locally operated forensic center and morgue, which would trim some $630,000 from the budget each year. The center could also be utilized by MTSU students aiming to go into medical studies. We've been working with MTSU on putting in a morgue, really a, a teaching forensic center. The county currently sends the bodies of those who die of drug overdoses and suicides to Nashville for autopsies, but the old State Farm building would eliminate the need for that. A knife-wielding man threatened several people to downtown Murfreesboro Wednesday afternoon. Police identified the man as 51-year-old Myrick Eggleston. Police say he was hallucinating, claiming somebody was trying to shoot him. Eggleston is sent to a hospital for treatment, but he'll be taken into custody upon discharge for outstanding criminal warrants. He'll also be charged with aggravated assault and possession of drug paraphernalia. 
A Tennessee Highway Patrol trooper killed in an off-duty crash is in his final resting place. A funeral was held yesterday at the Walnut Street Church of Christ in Dixon for trooper Aaron Rumford. He was killed September 12th when his motorcycle hit a car in Nashville. Rumford served the Nashville District in Wilson County until 2018 when he was selected for a position in the Executive Protection Unit. Socialize with us on social media. Log on to Facebook.com slash WGNS Radio and click the like button or follow us on Twitter at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. French's Shoes and Boots has the hottest brands and unbeatable deals that you won't find anywhere else. But these deals can't last. Everyone wants the wildly popular Hey Dude shoes, and French's has them. You can always browse the huge selection of new styles from top brands like Ariat, Justin, and Twisted X. Or come see why our famous bargain racks are known for the best deals around. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. And the Blue Raiders win again. I need to get some MT gear. Let's go to the mall. Mall store? Really? Thought you wanted gear. Any Blue Raider stores in the mall? Well, no. You'll only find a limited selection mixed in with dozens of other schools and teams. My choice is Raider Tees, who specializes in Blue Raider gear with hundreds of items to choose from. They're located just off Broad Street behind Chewy's on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies will become mostly sunny here this afternoon, a high of 70 degrees. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 46. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 51. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn, pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. All right, Ronnie. Uh, this this is the question. Okay. I'm 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 not being mean today. Okay. Well, I guess I, I am. Just a during bit. the break. Oh, okay. <laughs> if if uh, you had some advice for someone who is thinking about running for a public office yeah. here in Rutherford County or, or, or Murfreesboro or mm-hmm. anywhere in the, in the county. Uh, what would be your advice about thinking twice and trying to put everything in perspective about what the responsibilities are going to be for them mm-hmm. and uh, uh, how they're going to relate all of those things back to the people that they're serving yeah i think i would answer that i'd kind of break it up into two pieces um and 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 i'd start with um it's like anything um the more time you put into it the more prepared you are to be able to influence 
the direction we go in our community. Yeah. And I'd say that's the case whether you're a council member or a uh, county commissioner. If, if you're along for the ride, so to speak, and there'll be plenty of people within the government that would be happy for you just to be along for the ride so that they can tell you to turn, life or turn left or turn right because that's the direction they want you to go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can serve that way. And I won't judge uh, whether that's good or bad. Uh, you can certainly do good things in that type of service. Uh, you're representing the community. You show up and you're there and, and you're functioning. Um, I had a more ambitious um, plan personally where, and it's just kind of how I'm made, I wanted to understand everything that we were doing. And yeah. so, um, you know, my first year, I, I didn't have full awareness of everything in city government because it's just impossible to do that, you know, when you're, when you're new and inexperienced. Did you aggravate the others when you would get into those type situations? Probably, um, and it was never my intention, but there was probably some of that stuff where... Well, you can do it. I mean, yeah. it, it, you're representing the city of Murfreesboro. Yeah. And, and that is where your focus was. I remember very well when you first came in. I, I think I was probably more annoying to the city manager and the mayor than anything else and mm -hmm. and most of that has to do with how their relationship you know functions together um you know i've talked to the mayor about this and you and i've had these conversations before we have a part-time mayor in murfreesboro mm -hmm. and you know by our legislative charter um, the function of the mayor is to run our our city council meetings uh, it's very clear he's in charge of he's chairman of the board so to speak he right. runs the meetings and then he's the official <coughs> representative at you know, public events as well he should be, and there are certain signatory things legally that he has to sign for on behalf of the city as the mayor. Mm -hmm. um, where it gets more fuzzy and where I think sometimes we are a little bit out of bounds is, um, you know, in, in our government uh, today, our mayor really functions more like a full-time mayor in the sense that if you, if you look back on meetings that he's in, uh, people within the community that he's meeting with, decisions he's involved in. Um, I, Ronnie Martin's opinion is the city manager should be doing those things because that is the official um, person that's making decisions to run the day-to-day -day operations of the city. Yeah. And so we've kind of got this hybrid thing where um, it, it's not clearly drawn, in my opinion, that um, you know, that the mayor should be as involved as he is, but he is. Mm -hmm. uh, in contrast, you take Mayor Ketron, who's clearly the county executive. Um, you know, he is the person that if there's a, a top person to meet with, mm -hmm. it's Mayor Ketron in the county. Um, I, I think in our system, there are too many conveniences where sometimes that's the city manager and sometimes it's the mayor, and they sort of decide who wants to do what and what role they want to have in that. And I think that allows too many gaps, whether they be accountability gaps, uh, whether they be opportunity gaps to, for people to come in and sit down and say, who made this decision? Was it the city manager? Was it the mayor? Um, I think there's not enough clarity in that. And, and I have actually seen us, you know, as a council say, hey, you know, we're not and it's the truth. Uh, somebody emailed me. I responded to an email this morning that said, hey, we're supposed to do a skate park. 
I don't like that. And then I got another email saying, hey, I think that's great. Can I be a part of it? And I told them, you know, staff. What is that? Well, so it's, um, it's a skateboard park where people build ramps and young people and some older people can come and ride their skateboards and scooters and have fun, recreation. I mean, it would fall under the parks and recreation. I, Our lady here broke her wrist skating. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, That's I do, why you haven't seen her in a while. I do think it's interesting, and I, I haven't confirmed this because I haven't talked to the parks and rec uh, individuals, and I did not know this was going to come up. You know, I was backpacking last week, so this mm -hmm. just came up Wednesday um, at the um, – the, the uh, workshop session, mm -hmm. but there was a conversation about putting this under the Medical Center Parkway Bridge, and uh, I do find that interesting. Um, without knowing any firsthand knowledge about that, mm -hmm. my guess is that's a proposal to not only create a skate park, which I think a lot of people would like in Murfreesboro, mm -hmm. um, but it also helps combat some of the homeless challenges that we have because Generally speaking, homeless people hang out underneath those bridges, as you well know. So, will you be buying them skates? And I, 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 well, it's public property, so they can come yeah. skate if they want to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but I think it would be hard for them to camp uh, in the middle of a skate park. And again, those two things may not be connected. I, you know, to be fair, I wasn't in the meeting, so I didn't hear everything. But just intuitively, understanding what we do and why we do it and how we do it and kind of having the experience of seeing how those things come to fruition it wouldn't surprise me if that was some some of the strategy behind that yeah well let's get to something some of my aggravation okay talk to me <laughs> one of my biggest aggravations we've we've got the greatest community in the world yeah. we really do i mean if people have have uh, addressed our situation in a lot of major cities, right? Why do we reach out beyond our borders and hire people for special positions, where it'd be a, a chief of police, uh, uh, fire chiefs, uh, uh, school directors, sure, all of those things that have happened here in Rutherford County, and we have people that are just as responsible mm -hmm. and um, the the thing that that bothers me is they have no relation to our community whatsoever right and they come from places that you, you know that there are people all over our country that just love to go to a place spend three or four years yeah. uh, be kicked out and go to another place and spend three or four years and you don't get the response from them that you can from our people right. who knows the community. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I know we've talked a lot about this, and, yes. and there are several areas within the city that um, there is some history with this sort of thing. Yes. Uh, Truman, I think what I would tell you, again, my personal opinion, uh, when we can hire someone from within that has the skill set and – and or the current competency or certainly the competency to grow into those leadership roles, mm -hmm. uh, I would say we should always do that. Yeah. Um, ha having said that, I do think the council um, feels the burden that 
you know, we do not want to be seen as a community where, you know, we don't want outsiders here, uh, where we do not want to not have the best people in those positions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think the thought is you cast a wide net. Did that happen? Well, I, I think that's a fair criticism. Yes. You know, I mean, I think um, any time you hire somebody, you know, when, when, when Jan came and started working with me, I didn't know she, well, was, she was from Lance Cassie's. Right? Yeah. But well, I didn't know she would yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, sure you did. Yeah. Your wife told you. She did. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard that, but that was the thing. <clears throat> My wife told me, she said, you know, the only person I know that can handle working with you day in and day out is probably Jan Stewart. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. But, <laughs> but you know, to your point, I, I think, um, you know, you think about fire chief, police chiefs, city managers, you know, in our government. Uh, we have had some outsiders come in, and there have been some good things that have happened with that, and there have probably been some not-so-good things that have happened with that. What were the good ones? Well, um, I'm not putting you in a spot. Well, I guess I am. Well, that's you're, the job. You're, you're, you're sitting over there in the corner this That's the morning. job, right? That's yeah. what you do. So, um, I, you know, we talk about police chief we had carl durr here for a period of time and i was not here i'm too long right i met carl um but i did not know him personally and i wasn't mm -hmm. on the council then but i think most people would see that as sort of a failed experiment um you know maybe some would not but it, uh, a large in large i don't think that went the way we hoped it would go um and on the other side of that i'll i'll you know, talk about Chief Folks at the fire department. Um, you know, he, he was an outsider that came in. Mm -hmm. And when I look at some of the things that have happened with um, the investments that we have made in fire service in Murfreesboro with uh, some of the improvements um, that have occurred from an operating procedure standpoint, from a ISO rating, which is a fire rating for our community safety, proximity to all kinds of things that I don't know, but proximity to response time with fires. I mean, you know, March leadership has had We've a had very few fires since well, he's been here. That's true. Uh, and you have, uh, you have them, instead of going out to fires, they're going to automobile accidents and those big fire trucks, yeah. which are... Uh, I wouldn't call them the safest vehicles on the road. Right. Uh, certainly not as safe as the ambulances right. and, and those that are can actually be a, l a little bit quicker to right. the accidents and things like that. And you also have to think about the, uh, the relationships between each agency and 911 and all those other things, uh, which almost require a, a person to know the area that they're serving. Well, and, and look, and I think, again, kind of in the spirit of this conversation. I shouldn't have asked you that question. No, I think it's good. So, you know, here's something else. I, I, uh, I was complimentary of our fire chief and some of the things I think he's done well, but one of the points I think you're trying to make, which I think is so good, is are, are, are those people that come in from the outside reflective of the values of our community? Yeah. So I think that's part of what you're talking about. Yeah. And while, you know, I, I try to be fair, you know, I was complimentary of our chief, fire chief, because of some of the things I think that we've done well. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, I don't agree with is, you know, we've gone through this conversation about EMS. You were talking about, you know, 
fire trucks being on the road and um, I'm going to take it a different direction in terms of medical directors, county EMS program, who's charge of protocol and care, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Well, we went through a pretty tough conversation about that when there was some discussion about Murfreesboro kind of privatizing the ambulance service. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I talked about that and I was not for that because I, I still don't understand and no one that has been supportive of it has been able to explain to me how that's not going to take revenue dollars from the county uh, and give them to a private hospital or a private provider mm -hmm. which would put additional support on the tax base because I agree with that. somebody's taking dollars out of the system, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so we're going to have to supplement that because we've still got to provide ambulatory care and services and whatever else. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I promise I'm not incapable of understanding that, and nobody's been able to explain that to me, which tells me what I think about that's probably true. Mm -hmm. That would be more beneficial to an outside company than it would really be to the people in Rutherford County. But to, to make the point you're, you're, you're trying to emphasize, I, I think the chief supports – uh, probably a privatized ambulance service. He he thinks that they can get um, you know better better care to Murfreesboro citizens than the county does. And I'm not speaking for him, but based on you know I just found out a couple of weeks ago, you know there's this conversation about uh, hiring the Vanderbilt someone from Vanderbilt to be a medical director you know for the city and and that's troublesome to that's me. That's the first I've heard of that. Well, that's troublesome to me. For a lot of reasons, and to be clear for the listeners, I, I, I think Vanderbilt's got a great hospital. You know, they're, you know, I think the what you know about the level of care that they provide is that they are a absolutely, um, you know, competent, if not superior, provider of any medical services. Oh, they're much much uh, higher than anyone in, in this state that I know of. <laughs> but but the challenge is Vanderbilt does not have. ERs in Murfreesboro. So if you get into an ambulance, um, maybe there's time to transport. Didn't, didn't they ask to be here at one time? Or not? Uh, actually, I think they're working on not, a hospital. Not far. And, and they're yeah. looking on maybe providing something like 40 beds or something I, like that. And look, and I welcome them here. And yeah. I think the more uh, medical knowledge and competency we have in our community is good for the longevity of our community, it's good for the growth, it's good mm -hmm. for the citizens. I think it's great. But they're not here today. And so, you know, the challenge is if we're using someone at Vanderbilt to provide medical oversight for Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue, well, what message does, does that send to St. Thomas Ascension, who's yeah. invested tons of money and is our local hospital in Murfreesboro? But well, you want the best. We do. This, this, this community deserves the best. We do. Um, we've got Stonecrest in Smyrna. Yeah, and they do a great job. That have invested money. They've mm -hmm. built a hospital here, so they're clearly vested in this community. You, you said the key word, money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Money, it takes a lot of money to, to run all of these uh, special places that uh, deal with your life and, right. and, and all the health that you have or whatever. And we're starting to see with this COVID virus, yeah. it has gone absolutely crazy. Uh, it, you're, you're looking at, at the virus uh, um, uh, things that are supposed to uh, 
actually cure mm -hmm. or stop the virus. It's, it's gone completely all across the charts right now, as right. you know. The money is, is uh, uh, pouring in mm -hmm. for those particular medicines and the, the people who, who actually uh, delivers it to you uh, mm -hmm. uh, with your shots and things like that. And, and what's bothering me is that the money is flowing so strong, and if something comes up, I mean, they were talking about this uh, uh, thing that uh, you shoot your cows with, and and uh, it it supposedly uh, actually cures you from the virus. Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Hmm, I heard that. It, oh yes, it's and, and cattle dewormer. And mm. yeah, and people are actually starting to utilize that. They'll buy it for their cows, and then they'll rub it in their wrist, and it'll go straight into the uh, uh, blood system. And for whatever reason, it's curing the virus in a day or two. It's gone. We're talking about COVID, right? COVID, yeah. yeah. Really? And, and, hey, is And everybody is sticking their nose up it in the medical industry because, <laughs> oh, gosh, could this come in and just destroy what we're doing? I, I have become... So um, unhappy. Angry. I am so, so, yeah. so unhappy with this whole darn thing. And uh, heck, I may die tomorrow from the virus. Yeah. But I'm going to go down fighting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just absolutely. It, the, the thing that bothers me more than any other thing, except for the money thing. I mean, there, there's a lot of people getting rich. The thing that bothers me more than any other thing is they're taking away freedoms from people, making yeah. their own decisions. First time I can ever remember that you can't make your decision on these things, except when I was in the service and they were shooting us in the rear end as we <laughs> walked down the, the, through the aisles. But uh, it, it's a... Uh, I don't know. It, it's changing the whole lifestyle of this country. Yeah. Small businesses are going out of business. People are drawing money without working. Uh, and sadly, uh, I don't know that we'll ever get back to the good place we were in. Yeah. Well, if, if we don't, it, it's because that the American people are not standing up. But they are starting to stand up. Uh, parents, uh, if if they don't want their child to be forced to do something that they don't want them to be. Yep. That's their particular right to do it. it is. And, if you're, and, and if you're scared to death of, of everything that's been brainwashed through this country, then that's your problem. Yeah. Strong words from Truman, Truman Jones. <laughs> You know, I don't know why I had been kicked off this show already. <laughs> I really it's your don't show. either. <laughs> oh, I think it's because we got all these listeners from across. Have we got some stats? Well, I, I don't have them. I don't know if Bart or or, uh, or Brian's up there today, but we've just been absolutely covered up with we're, people outside yeah, the country. We're knocking it out of the park, Truman. Yeah, I, w I wonder. We yeah. need to see where the most are coming from. And then we'll move to whatever <laughs> hey, it can is. Can we do a broadcast New, New Zealand from there? Or yeah. yeah, that would be great. I, I told you yesterday we need to go to Ireland. I want to do that show. I would love to be there. Oh, Ireland. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that place. I would love to go there. Yeah. Well, that's where most of our ancestors are. Ireland, Scotland, and some Germany. And apparently most of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody in Rutherford County is listening to <laughs> See, you're not hurting yourself at all, Ronnie. <laughs> They're all in pubs yeah. drinking green beer is what they yeah. do. Yeah. Irish beer. Yeah. Um, so you are uh, telling us 
the entire Murfreesboro nation mm -hmm. that you may not throw your hat in the ring next time? I I am not going to run for city council. Um, Ooh, uh, uh oh. <laughs> I think we just hit no, something. No, I, I am not going to do that. And and a lot of that's you know based on the conversations we've had. I, I don't feel like I have been able to be as effective in that role as I wanted to be. I, yeah. I, I worked hard and I tried, but yeah. um, it would be hard to spend another four years in that role. And so yeah. I think what I'm going to do is kind of step away. You asked me earlier. I, I don't think... Let's, let's answer this phone call okay. before right. you make that final decision. Okay. All, right. All right. Caller, welcome aboard with... Big Ronnie and, 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 and I don't you know. You can't call Jan Big Jan. They're not. Well, I can <laughs> call you. If you do, I'll, I'll never I'll be back. Be dead. <laughs> well, well, welcome aboard. Hello? Welcome aboard. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. We're not getting a uh, response here. There's an echo. Hello? Yeah. Hi, Truman. This is Bob Godsey. Uh, you knew me from Stones River Manor. I just want to tell you, um, a good, some people have good reasons for vaccine hesitancy without getting into the makeup of the vaccine. Um, and I just want to say, um, you know, some people don't want to trust the big pharma about anything because they're the ones who recently lost their shirt in a lawsuit related to how they uh, were approving fentanyl and um, the other one, Oxycontin. Right. And, and all the people that died of Otis. Why would people trust anything that pharma has to say about vaccines when they're the ones that lost their shirts with, with related to these fentanyl and oxycartin? And the yeah. other thing I want to say is they suppress and, and silence every alternative point of view. And let me tell you this, anything in life that people claim, if, if, the, if the alternative views are silenced and, and censored and shut down, it makes me figure that they've got something they're wanting to snow me on. Um, so when everybody thinks alike, somebody's not thinking is my thought about it. And I don't trust anybody that has lied to me on all kinds of things. And then they want me to trust them about how good a vaccine's going to be for me. And the other thing, I'll give you an example, is Charles uh, Hoff out of British Columbia. He has done studies that say 62% of the people that get vaxxed have got... Uh, have got uh, the, the, the DNA from the mRNA uh, or whatever it is, the messengers, yeah. they, 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 they end up in the cell wall of the blood vessels, and they make the blood, inner part, walls of the blood vessels rough to where that's where they get the clot. Well, he claims that 62% of people that are vaxxed have these microscopic blood clots, and in the next three to five years, they'll show up. Uh, they cause um, capillary re blood hypertension and high blood pressure of the lungs because uh, they've got to work extra hard. The heart's working extra hard to push the, the, the clots through the restricted um, damaged blood vessels and capillaries in your lungs. And he's got six clients right now, patients that can't even walk more than an eighth of a mile without losing their breath. Oh, and wow. he says that all these people that have taken the vax are going to end up... Um, Having issues with their with their with heart failure related to um, these the, the resistance that the um, 
blood is getting in the, as it goes through the lungs capillaries. And he uh, says these microscopic blood clots are going to cause as many problems as the full thrombosis is in brains. His name is Dr. Charles Robb, and he's been severely censored. Charles Hoff, I should say. That's his name, yeah. H-O-F-F-E. But I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm hesitant about taking a vaccine. I've tried to look at all sides. When I, look, when I make a decision about anything that people want me to believe, I want to hear, hear all sides of it. I want all those views on my table to sort out and do research. Yeah. Researching somebody who's uh, only the side that's uh, talking about everything on one-sided research, that's not research when you um, and basically uh, explore what, the, um, what, what everybody's saying, what everybody agrees on. I want to hear all sides of an issue, and it bothers me. I feel like I'm being lied to by pharma um, when they're silencing any other points of view especially credible immunologists and doctors that I know they've silenced. Well, that's my thoughts on the medical thing with the big pharma. Thank you very much for all that information. I appreciate it. You know, <clears throat> you know what's interesting is um, the caller <clears throat> made the point of if I don't have the opportunity to hear all sides of the argument, I feel like I'm being snowed. Yeah. Um, I, I think to kind of you know, overlay that with government. I mean, that's one of the things that's frustrating to me about government is that um, we tend to not want to have some of those discussions or we want them to be very linear in the sense of what the message is and people want to control the message. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some, certainly some strategic value in that from a political standpoint. I understand that. But I think um, much of the deliberation that we do in government is supposed to be messy. And, and, and I think you think about um, conversations you have amongst friends or in business or, you know, people that work together. Those are not easy conversations. You know, sometimes they're not supposed to be easy conversations. Yeah. But on the backside of those things, when they're genuine and real and open and transparent, I think you get really good results from those conversations. It's hard work along the way. It doesn't, it's not always pretty. You know, you can't package it like a, a perfect prize. But I think you get really good results on the back end. So I do understand, you know, the caller being concerned about not having all the information and, and very limited narrative that we're exposed to. I, I think that's I think that's good. You have people that are have weak resistances mm -hmm. to certain things, mm -hmm. and and their uh, relatives, maybe mom, dad, or whatever, uh, uh, are going to support. Uh, all the things that are being broadcast to them, just one-sided, though, Sure. Uh, in the media. The media, we have the worst media <laughs> that I can ever remember. I mean, the, those pe hey, people... Hey, are we part of that? Is this media? No, no, no. Of course not. We're, we're, we're the one place... <laughs> <laughs> we're the only source. We're, we're, we're uh, the only source that fights that kind of <laughs> uh, propaganda. I, I mean... Uh, it, 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 I cannot watch the news anymore because it's not news. Yeah. It's people giving their one-sided opinions and and probably making a ton of money as it flows through there. And we're we're in a world right now in the United States where uh, those things are 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 so far-reaching. 
across the borders of our country mm -hmm. that it's just completely taken over what Jan said. We may never get back to yeah. what we were before, and that's a ding-dong shame because <laughs> here we are. I mean, here we are in a world right now that they're, they're attacking everything right. that made this country great. Yeah. And it's a shame that uh, uh, people, they can't see it. Right. It's, it, it just it, it blows my mind. And I guess it's what's affecting them. We were talking about people that are, uh, are living in Murfreesboro, and you make a decision that affects them directly. Mm -hmm. They're very angry sure. with you, yeah. and they probably won't vote for you again. But look at how many things that have been affected by this virus, inclu including the, the way our country is made up. And then you got all of these people that are reaching out trying to um, separate all the ethnic groups, mm -hmm. and they want one ethnic group to be stronger than the other. And you've got to be able to see that. You live in a community, and you work in a community, and you want that community to be as well protected, uh, well led by people like you. Uh, we won't ever see, uh, it'll be a long time before we see the likes of you again, Ronnie, uh, as far as your leadership abilities, because you do care about people, and you want to make sure that you're educated to the point that you're making the right decision. Yeah. And we need more of that. But... Um, like you said earlier, I, I'm a firm believer in term limits yeah. because um, you, you're not the same person that you were when you first go in. You're not. And you become affected by everything around you. You do. And, I, and, and I'll tell you, the, the thing that I can, you know, I've talked about some of the things I didn't feel like I did well. And I think, you know, I think if you're being an, on, if you're an honest person, being honest with yourself, um, you've got to be able to talk about where you have opportunities to grow and improve. And I think yeah. those are some places where I should have, could have, can still grow and get better. But the things that I'm really proud of is, you know, I can remember early on when I was talking to people about, you know, how to do this. Give me some help on, you know, tell me, tell me how you would do this. Tell me how you did do this. What mm -hmm. should I do? Because I, I, I did cast a pretty wide net about seeking knowledge and experience to try to help me be successful because I want you know I wanted to be successful and and the thing that I'm really proud of that was very commonly said is one if you show up you'll do more than what most are doing mm -hmm. because many don't show up yeah. they, they they get in these spots and you don't ever see them so I think people um, that are paying attention will see that I was available and I was there um, most people know from the conversations we have that I've got enough information that, you know, I'm not a smart person. I have to work hard to gain that knowledge, so it's not like I was born with it. I have to do the work in order to have that information. Um, and so whether there's agreement on these topics or not, um, I, I've tried to be prepared to represent the people of Murfreesboro through my work and my efforts, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm proud of that. But the other thing is, um, I've not avoided difficult conversations, and I've not hidden from, you know, my opinion from people, mm -hmm. you know, to preserve my reputation or preser preserve anything other than try to be honorable about 
how you serve and to be honest. And when people ask me a question, I don't evade the question. I give them a direct answer. And, you know, a lot of people believe in politics. That's terrible politics that, you know, you should never let somebody pin you down. I don't like any of that. I want you to know what I think. I'm going to be respectful to anybody, whether I agree with you or not. Um, but I'm going to make my own decision, and, and I'm proud of those things. So, I mean, those are things I've been able to do um, very, very well. But I do know that the longer you're in politics, the harder it gets to do those, the harder it is to do those things because you get tremendous pressure from everywhere, from every mm -hmm. angle, uh, to do other things, to do mm -hmm. things differently. And, you know, so <clears throat> I've... Uh, I have been very thankful, you know, to have the opportunity to serve. Um, I, I'm probably going to give someone else that opportunity because it aligns with those values and beliefs I have about having new people there. Um, but I, I don't know that I will not be back at some point. Yeah. In that position or another position? I, I'm not going to run for council again. So uh, it would be a different position. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to ask you which position because you can not have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I know, but I'm not going to say. Okay. All right. I, I think you want that to stay private. No, I don't. I told you. I'm, I, I'll, I'll be He's glad. He's an open book. I'll be glad to answer the question. So. Well, next time okay. we'll focus on that. Okay. We'll do that. Will that, will that be okay? Yeah, of course. Okay. I won't be here that day. Jan's driving that day. <laughs> she's, she's, I think she's very much against that. Yeah. She, well, here's what I know. Um, Jan has been very supportive of me, as has, you know, Pinnacle Bank and mm -hmm. uh, Bill Jones and Ben Weatherford. You know, um, folks have been very supportive. You know, our team that we work with. The they all wanted you. Well, they, you know. If you brought Jan along. Right. Well, <laughs> here, here's the truth. And regardless of any differences of opinion that I may have with others, um, we need people in our community that care about Murfreesboro yep. to serve the community. Yep. And it's scary and hard. That was rude. Keep on going. But we need those people. <laughs> okay. That might be a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I enjoyed it very much. Yes. We will see you in the morning at 9, and we're going to bring some uh, uh, music in the morning. Sweet. It's going to be special. Yeah. Thanks, Truman. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Jan.